All right, we're back. Hour number two, Teddy Lehman here, Travis Davidson sitting in for Tyler McComas, Pierce in studio as well, hanging out Jimmy Austin today. Uh, reminder, we're giving away that set of four tickets to the hospitality suite for the Corn Ferry event coming in next week, and they've they've got a lot of the stuff. Uh, they're setting up what's going, what's going to be out there, and it's looking really good. Prime location. So we'll give those away in the 5 o'clock hour, four tickets, hospitality suite, food, beverage, um, a yeah, really good deal. We've got a set for Thursday, and we've got a set for Saturday. So keep in mind what day you're going to pick if you if you happen to win. All right, gentlemen, um, have I missed anything happening out there on social media as far as any leaks for the ske- upcoming schedule that we've got coming tonight, 6 o'clock? Uh, Central, I believe, is whenever the schedule release is taking place. Here's the thing. I've you know, I've been sent a couple things throughout the day saying this is what's rumored. I've got this confirmed. But I've got some conflicting stuff. I'm like, you know what? In the spirit of getting organic reactions, I just want to find out tonight, man. Like, uh, like it's kind of like the draft. Like, I don't want to I – don't, I don't want Shams – or Jordan Schultz, or any of these guys to, to ruin me finding out who the next team is picking, right? When the pick is in, I want to see it, you know, up on the screen, right? I, I, I don't want to find out on Twitter. I want to find out during the SEC release tonight. Yeah. Well, you know how it goes. Um, got to be first. Got to be first. Important for some folks. So, yeah, uh, I hope the Alabama – was that? ESPN that sent that one out. Like, where did that the Alabama leak come from? Well, I know that, I know that the first leak was Chip Brown of two four seven that leaked the Texas stuff. So mm-hmm. then I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that just kind of pushed some Oklahoma people or the ESPN to at least say, okay, cool. Well, Texas has all these leaks coming out. We can at least leak something, uh, you know about Oklahoma, or maybe it just became obvious that, you know, if they're going to give Georgia, you know, to Texas, then they're probably going to give Alabama to Oklahoma and got confirmed through that. I mean, it seemed like a pretty easy guess once you once you just thought about, okay, if Georgia's going to Texas, there's no way they're giving them Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. And considering they're coming off playing Alabama on a home-to-home, like, in a home-and-home. So, it's like, it was obvious that Alabama was going to be on the Oklahoma schedule. I think the only part that needed confirming was where it was going to be played. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, some people still are convinced, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I have no idea. Still convinced that our first SEC game is going to be uh, South Carolina. Hmm. And we're going to Alabama later in the year. Uh, I'm not saying I have no idea whether that's true or not. I'm just saying that it would not line up with how these things have typically gone. New Newcomers to a conference are usually given a big, uh, you know, a, a big, big opponent, well-known opponent that helps them uh, financially welcomed into the new conference. Like you get a big boost. At a, like you get to have like a big moment as your entry into the conference, and South Carolina is not a big moment. With all due respect, love uh, Shane Beamer, love what he's doing there. I think he's going to have a ton of success, um, but that is not a big 
entry into the SEC that gets it. Because you got to remember, I don't know if has the did the Big Ten release their schedule. I know they released their schedule format, but you know they've got uh, UCLA, USC that are coming to town. Like that's a big thing. You want to steal some of the you know some of the attention away from that with big games of your own early on. Right, you want to make a splash, and I, that's why I think it's going to be Alabama. And I, what I say, second or third game of the year in Norman. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, I, I do think you know with A and M and Missouri coming to conference, like sure they give them some good opponents, is what it is. Almost to I don't know, kind of prop up maybe their new you know their new shiny toys. They kind of it's it, it's kind of like uh, when you've got. <laughs> When you've got a new uh, artist, you throw them on songs with some more established artists to kind of, kind of just help the sales a little bit, help them bring them in. Well, with this, I think they're taking a different approach because OU and Texas are such big brands. Imagine a week two that features Georgia and Texas, or imagine just these two games happen on the same day, whether it's week two, week four, you know, whatever it is. Like Georgia and Texas play the two thirty slot. And you've got OU and Alabama in primetime. I mean, that yep. is that is nobody cares about a single other slate of games in, in, across the country. Everybody is is saying. I mean, I mean, you would look at game day, and it might be the first time in game day history where they go live from two places, because I mean that would that would dominate the slate that day if you had Georgia, Texas, and OU, Alabama. In two thirty, and then in prime time, that would be a dream. That would be amazing, unless we both got our asses handed to us, and uh, everyone's laughing at your uh, "Welcome to the SEC." <laughs> that, well, yeah, that would be the one problem. Like, as long as as long as you had two really good competitive football games, I, that would be a absolute home run. Uh, if you had two bad football games, not so much. But I. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. That would be – and that's ultimately, I think, what the SEC would want, right, to have some type of, of big event like that welcoming the two new schools in. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be absolutely massive. Biggest weekend in college football uh, probably over the last few years, I imagine, all under the SEC logo, if you will. But, um, yeah, and then imagine that, Teddy. Imagine – you know, Jackson Arnold leads us to a win over Alabama in the first SEC game. Mm. I mean, mm 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 mm. I, I, there would be no, uh, there'd be no other better week to be on radio. And I'll tell you what, that post game show. Oh man, I, my face would hurt from smiling. Yeah, but we're and, ahead of ourselves a little bit. But you know, yeah, that would be pretty cool. So you It'd might as well cool. you you can't have that that marquee massive win unless. Uh, unless you play the game you know what i mean yeah you know the, we got a lot of storylines i obviously um you know we're gonna have ou texas every year the rivalry uh we got we got storylines ourselves with our deep hatred of lsu as a fan base mm -hmm. um and rightfully so we've got storylines with Tennessee with Josh Heupel being the coach. There's storylines with, you know, Beamer who was here for for a period as the head coach at South Carolina. Um, we've got we've got some beef with Florida losing to them in a national championship. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got plenty of storylines that are spread throughout, and the good thing is it may take us a couple of years to kind of go explore all of those. Um, you know, depending on how the schedule unfolds, and I I'm, I I don't know. I guess I'm more interested in who we host than where we're going, and I think that's probably the opposite of what most people are thinking. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you could just draw a line. I know it's opposite of what Pierce is thinking. He went from uh, least place he wants to go, Vanderbilt, to where he's got that one circled. And Man, Vanderbilt better be on that show tonight, man. <laughs> Vanderbilt need it. Uh, Chris Rich 316 said he'd donate 100 bucks to the fund, too. So I've got a cool 350 bucks to go mess around in wow. Nashville in 2024 right I, w- now. I wonder if he's going to hedge and place some money on Vanderbilt being on the schedule. Yeah, You know, just in case. He's got to make sure he comes out ahead on this deal. He's got to make something off of it. But, yeah, I think, Teddy, I think the, you know, I think the, there's a pretty easy line of delineation, if you will, between those that are excited about where we're going versus who we're hosting. It's the people that go to away games, right? I mean, there's a section of the fan base that, you know, either goes to one away game a year, you know, a couple away games a year. Maybe they live in that part of the country and they're really excited to finally not have to travel to an OU game. And then you have a lot of people that have, you know, been to every home game for the last 50 years and they only go to home games. So, um, you know, I think it's a healthy balance of of both. and And I think there's probably a bit of a sliding scale, right? Like, yeah, sure. I would probably be more excited to go to LSU than I would to host Missouri. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Missouri, I think- Missouri has just gotten like – I just love that. Even a caller uh, this morning, I think, uh, um, called into the Plank Show and talked with Helmer and Connor about, you know, I, I, I just don't want Missouri. I just don't want Missouri. I just, we just got a text from Sugar Shane in Newcastle as we speak. Can we get a petition going to have Missouri removed from the SEC and replaced by literally anyone else? Maybe they'll do that. And uh, replace them with Florida State because I know I've I've seen that that conversation continues to float around, but I don't know. I th- I think the SEC is going to be set with what they've got for uh, at least the foreseeable future. Um, but right, because as you I continue to add teams, you, 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 don't, you as you continue to add teams, and that's what I think people, especially with the Big Ten discussion with like Oregon and Washington and that, like as you add teams, sure they can they bring value, but then it divides the pie. So, like, you can, you can sit there and say, oh, man, I want to add this, I want to add this. It needs to, while dividing the pie, still mean more money for the schools. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be set for a while. I think they will probably wait. I think there's going to be a bit of a stalemate. Obviously, the Big Ten has wanted Notre Dame forever. But I think it feels like Oregon and Washington are kind of a pair – and then what? What are reports that uh, what is it? Florida State and uh, Miami, or Florida State and North Carolina? Well, they said Florida State uh, absolutely would not add two teams from Florida. They would not add Miami. Hmm. At least that was the report that I read. And who knows where that came from? Right. May have been someone totally making something up. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I could. I. Like part of it is, I know how annoying it is, and since it's annoying to me, it's going to absolutely happen. Part of it is that. Mm-hmm. Part of it is the SEC continually telling us how great it's going to be for us to be able to play Missouri again. But I would be shocked 
if Missouri's not on our schedule. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Because, like, like I said, I think they I think they assume, like, when doing pairs, I think they put them with A&M. Like, I think they say, okay, these are the former Big 12 teams. We're going to match them both up, you know. With, we're going to split them. So, OU or Texas plays one of them, and obviously a and going to play Texas in the first year. I mean, that's that's pretty clear. But, uh, um, yeah, I think – but I think, to my point, it's going to be a bit of a stalemate with – I mean, to your point, North Carolina and Florida State and then Oregon and Washington. I think it's basically, you know, them standing off and say, all right, eventually, you know, this is going to continue to crumble. And then I think once one is announced, the other one is announced, like, within the same hour. Well, I I think the first domino to fall, because Florida State is – they got – they got an issue. They got a serious issue right now with their grant of rights deal that goes through like 2035 or something insane. Oh, yeah. Whoever, those university presidents that allowed that deal to be signed are, uh, it was not a good move. I'll, I'll be nice to them. It was <laughs> not a good move. So Florida State, like, there's thoughts that they just absolutely 100% cannot exit that deal. So, I mean that's a they've got a huge roadblock there. The first domino to fall though, I think is going to be Colorado. Yeah. Colorado, Arizona, um the Pac-12 is the one that's that's really in some some serious issues. You know the Big 12 is hungry to add. You know the Pac-12's got some serious television deal uh issues going on and all it takes is for one school to say that yeah we're going we're going elsewhere and as soon as that happens the whole Pac-12 thing falls apart and right. when that falls apart that's whenever I think you see Oregon and, and Washington make a move right right well uh, I want to know what the text line has to say about who they want to add to the SEC just assuming that those dominoes start to fall we know that conference realignment is not done so hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405 651 3439 uh, we're going to take a quick time out, and we will catch up with you guys on the other side. Stay tuned. Rush is back. Hour number two, Teddy Lehman here, Travis Davidson, hanging out in studio with Pierce, who's on the board. I'm here at Jimmy Austin. We got uh, a beautiful course out there, getting ready to host the Corn Ferry uh, event coming up, Compliance Solutions Corn Ferry event next week, 5 o'clock hour. Remember, we're giving away uh, a set of four tickets to the hospitality suite, food and beverage in great spots. You've got multiple tea boxes and greens that you'll be able to see, and uh, you'll have your choice. Today's winner gets their choice of Thursday or Saturday, and then we're going to give away another package tomorrow, and uh, you, get the, you get the leftovers of uh, whatever the first winner today picks. So a uh, really good deal there. Course is in fantastic condition. Um, hosted the regional here this year, which was really, really cool. So you got to come out and see Jimmy Austin if it's been a while. Let's hit some uh, some text messages. Pierce, what you got there? What are we looking at? Well, uh, the most common choice pair to bring to the SEC I'm seeing is Florida State and Clemson. That's one thing we didn't really talk about that last block is mm-hmm. where is Clemson at in all of this? Yeah, you know, whenever I first read all of this and just kind of taking in some different opinions, people that know more about it, um, it like Clemson is obviously a big program and a big name, 
but I don't know how big of a, a fan base it is, and I don't know how big of a TV market. Like, the biggest thing is it's got to make sense. You heard Travis talk about this before. Uh, you want to add teams that add value to where that payout number goes up and you're not just dividing it between more people. And uh, you've already got South Carolina uh, with, like, obviously with the University of. Um, Clemson is closer to Atlanta, and you've got Georgia there in that market. The Florida State one is interesting because, you know, there's you do have Florida in that market, but I, I, I don't know. It seems to be the television numbers because the name most often brought up is North Carolina, not Clemson, and I think it's because of – you get SEC into a new area, a new market. So I don't know. I don't know what happens. I I don't think that they're going to add. Big 12, yes. Big 10, possibly. But I just, I don't know that the SEC, it's got to make a lot of sense. It's got to be the right team. I don't think, like the Big 10 added a bunch of teams recently and, now, I'm not talking about the USC-UCLA. I'm talking about previously with the Rutgers and Maryland edition. And all they did is water down their football games. And I think uh, the television partners are not interested in watering down of the product. They want more big games. They want to quit covering a bunch of non-interesting games that aren't doing numbers. They really want less games that they cover in bigger matchups. And I, I, that's why I think you're going to see some people kind of pump the brakes unless they can add big-name big, big name teams, except for the Big 12. Big 12 looks like right now they would add any and everyone. Yeah, it looks like they're backfilling a bit. Like, it's Pac-12. But, I mean, those teams aren't really moving the needle. When it comes to North Carolina, you know, Raleigh is the 24th largest TV, you know, market in America. And, again, to your point, they don't have anything right there. And not only get the TV market, but North Carolina basketball is an institution. So, yeah. uh, you know, bring them in. Obviously, football, you know, that, that's, that's what makes the money, obviously. But I know, I know the Big Ten and even the, even the Big 12. The Big 12 has talked about – Gonzaga and UConn and all these people like it looks like your mark is really pivoting towards kind of the basket being the basketball conference and hey if that's what you're good at go ahead and lean into it while everybody zigs you can zag but uh, I think the SEC is pretty happy with uh, being the football conference I wonder you know I'm more interested in kind of right now the the schedule talk and like what kind of what the rest of the SEC like Obviously, the schedule release is not nearly a big, as big a thing to those schools as it is um, OU and Texas because it's like, hey, this is our first time. Woohoo, amazing. Everyone else kind of, you're, you're just finding out whether you play OU or Texas uh, next year. But I wonder, like, just kind of what the overall thought is. Like, Alabama. If that, in fact, is the game, are they pissed that they've got to go to Norman for to welcome OU to the conference? Like, I just wonder how how it's received by the fan bases, the coaching staffs, all of the other schools right now that they're adding OU in Texas. No, I think most of the SEC has uh, 
especially with OU. Like, with Texas, it's one thing. Everybody hates Texas. Like, that's universal. But I think with the SEC specifically, there are a lot of teams that saw OU reeling off Big 12 championship after Big 12 championship after Big 12 championship. We don't have enough airtime to say how many Big 12 championships over and over we've won. We have more conference championships than any school in NCAA history. And I think a lot of SEC fans thought, well, the only reason you're doing that is because you're in the Big 12, the cupcake Big 12. We need to show you what real football's like. So I think at least fan bases in general, Ted, I think a lot of them are licking their chops to show OU what the big bad SEC is all about. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where they're at. I think I, I think teams and athletic departments just in general with them, I think they understand and have a healthy respect for the University of Oklahoma. So I think they're looking forward to making the trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. F- fans um, are definitely looking for that – kind of shove it in your face this is the sec when i went to i went to omaha last year for the championship game against Ole miss and that i went to game two which was a terrible mistake i don't know why we picked that game <laughs> but after i was drenched in beer upon the final out i'm soaked and i'm just trying to get to the parking lot and i got three Ole miss frat dudes up in my face talking about welcome to the sec this is what it's going to be like i didn't have the heart to tell them that that was their first national championship but well, they've That's got a women's okay. golf one because oh, they do. Tyler almost got you know got me beat up in Rocco's because I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm told the story, but I'm sitting there and I've got the speaker for the remote that I'm doing you know with the Ole Miss and Championship Series is set. So Ole Miss people are literally walking into Rocco's with their luggage. They just got off the you know off the plane or whatever, and they're waiting to get into their hotel room. So I'm surrounded by Ole Miss fans, and I've got the speaker set there, and Tyler is going on this rant about. Ole Miss never won nothing. That's why they're there. They're excited because they never won nothing. They've won women's golf. They're men. They do They do not have a single accomplishment in the history of their athletic department to be proud of. They're a bunch of losers. They're, I was like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I almost pulled the cord. I almost pulled the cord. Be like, oh, man, having, having some issues here because they started looking at me like I was the one saying it. I kept pointing to the speaker. I'm like, hey, man, this is him. Nice. That's That's been pretty typical of Tyler. Um around sec fan bases um someone at an a&m game said something to him that was funny i can't remember who it was uh he made a comment to was it a florida fan wearing jean shorts or like where are all the jean shorts and that guy was ready to fight him he's he's had some sec encounters for sure so (laughs) that's funny uh, anything else you see, Pierce, on yeah. the text line? Real quick, uh, before we get to, to this next break, we'll do one more. Uh, Gunner from Grove, an underestimated positive to OU joining the SEC is the fan base being reinvigorated, creating a better no home atmosphere, fixing the tailgating situation, and whatnot. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's going to be way better. Um, there's excitement. The, the year after year of, you know, j- Good, like solid football teams. I don't mean to disrespect the football programs. It's hard to win, man. College football's difficult, especially if you don't have a ton of history and a, a massive fan base to pour a, a lot of money in there. But like, just the schedules that we've had, other than years where we've been able to schedule a big non-conference game, there's nothing to get you excited. Um, I mean, like this year, you host, uh, you host Iowa State. You host UCF, you host West Virginia, and you host TCU. Come on. 
right? Woof. That's the reason we're going to the SEC. So I totally agree with uh, what was the guy's name from Grove Ridge Gunner. Runners. Gunner. Gunner, Gunner from Grove, hanging out probably uh, in a boat right now out there on the lake. But that's that's the thing, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be great to see a fan base re-energized, um, excited to see some new blood come through. I just hope we got the football team ready for them. You know, to I, it's great to have a bunch of bigger fan bases, bigger uh, programs come through. But you better be ready to play some ball now. Yeah, and they're going to show up. These are fan bases that travel. We talked about it earlier. It's the fans are going to be excited to see a you know historic football program, a blue blood travel to them, right? So I think with I think with that, you're just going to have to be better, right? It'll be create for better tailgating. It'll create for even better atmosphere well, I, on campus we've corner. Always, to the for the most part, I I feel like, and and I think this is recent. And I know there's been some tough games, right? Like the the LSU game, bad game, right? The Alabama game, although we covered, which is all that matters, um, that was an ugly game for three quarters. Um, we found our way back into it late whenever it was decided. But I think typically over the years we've played our best football whenever we've had the most difficult path. I, I, I feel like we've we've always – uh, tended to rise to the occasion. So hopefully that's the case. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up, uh, which, by the way, I'm leaving a little bit early today, boys. I'm leaving at 530 to go gear up for the uh, the reveal show down at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. So uh, that's going on at 6 o'clock, and we will be uh, carrying that live on the ref whenever that kicks off, 6 o'clock. So if you're not able to make it to Rudy's, tune in. We'll be uh, we'll be carrying that right here. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay with us. Rush is back. Hour number two. Teddy Lehman here. Travis Davidson hanging out back in the studio with Pierce on the board. Jimmy Austin looking amazing. We got people. It's people moving and shaking out here. They're getting the grandstands built up. Uh, all the hospitality areas. Course looks amazing with all the water that we've had here recently. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Corn Ferry Tour uh, is uh, coming to town. Compliance Solutions um, has been nice enough to help us give away some tickets. Uh, we've got ticket giveaways going on a bunch of different shows. We've been tasked with giving away two sets of four passes to the hospitality suites, food, beverage included, uh, really good spots overlooking a bunch of the greens and tea boxes. Should be fantastic. Uh, whoever wins today, we'll, we're going to do it in the 5 o'clock hour, which we need to come up with a, uh, how, a, a way to give them away. I don't know we're going to do trivia or, or whatever it is we're going to do, but uh, whoever wins today, four passes, your choice, either Thursday or Saturday, and then we're going to give another, way, uh, another group of uh, uh, four passes hospitality passes away tomorrow and that set of four is going to go to whatever day either thursday or saturday whoever whatever day's left over after today uh selection is made so got a lot of good stuff coming up today big giveaway going to be happening in the five o'clock hour what do we got on the text line pierce so one from jim in arlington that's kind of piqued my interest in another subject that i don't really know about apparently 
Uh, he says, don't forget the syrup Bob Stoops had for a while with the SEC fans back when he was head coach. They never let him forget it. Somebody want to enlighten me with that one? Yeah, I well, I don't remember exactly the time frame, but there was a lot of talk. Like, you know, the SEC has not always been the best conference, okay? They may tell you that, uh, but just not the case. And I don't know, it was probably in 14 or 15 about that time. I, I, I don't know believe, exactly I believe it was, was uh, 13, uh, it was where 13? he called it propaganda that the SEC was uh, the best conference. Yeah, well. I've got the quote asked, right here. Yeah, I feel like he was asked about it all of the time. Right, right? because, you know, obviously coming from Florida, you know, he had a unique perspective on it. Um, you know, he had a good record against the SEC. Um, but uh, he said, so they've had the best team in college football. They haven't had the whole conference because, again, half of them haven't done much at all. I'm just asking you. You tell me. Depends on who you want to listen to. Listen, they've had the best team in college football, national championship. Doesn't mean everything else is always the best. So you're listening to a lot of propaganda that gets fed out to you. You're more than smart enough to figure it out. Yeah, that's and that's the truth, right? If you want to compare the top, yeah, that's the case. But not everyone in Which the is SEC true with a lot has of been carrying their weight. I would say, like at that time, I, where they are right now, I'd say the conference is way deeper right now than it's ever been. And like you got to think back to that era. That's whenever Alabama was absolutely running everything. Uh, Georgia was. You know, they were they were struggling through the, the Mark Richt era where they were good, but they could never get over the hump. Tennessee was down. Tennessee wasn't rolling like they've been here recently. Um, you know, Florida has been down since, what, uh, 2010 or so? Yeah, I mean, they've had, they've had like one or two years that have popped up where they've had a nice little run. But, yeah, I mean – that's the case. Alabama and LSU were really, you know, carrying the torch, and no one else really was doing much, you know. Auburn had, a, you know, they would have a, a run where they'd have a nice year or two. But, I mean, for the most part, it's true. And really, outside of, like, the top two or three teams in each conference – Everyone else is just all kind of around the same, right? Some are a little bit better. Some are a little bit worse. But you're talking about a whole bunch of, um, you know, six and six, seven and five, eight and four type of football teams. And that's what the the middle of most – middle and, and to bottom of most conferences are made up of. So Right. I mean, I, and you had I remember Arkansas Coach with – right. You had Arkansas with, you know, years where they didn't even win a conference game. Uh, obviously, Vanderbilt, uh, you know, has had their very popular struggles. Uh, uh, but but with with that, you know, conference, like you said, it's like every other conference. It's carried by the top. But then the bottom starts talking like they're all Alabama. And keep in mind, Oklahoma's record against the SEC is largely in bowl games, right? Because, I mean, we didn't play a ton of them in season. You obviously think of the Alabama home-and-home that we had, you know, early 2000s. And then you've got the Tennessee home-and-home. Like, you don't have a lot of opportunities. So when you start looking at, you know, OU's record against, like, the SEC, a lot of those games are, okay, LSU, 
was the one of the greatest teams of all time. Okay, and then we play Alabama in a playoff, and then we play Georgia in a playoff. You know what I mean? Like, if 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 you judge OU's record against the SEC, you know, by hey, look, a lot of these are playoff games. You know, this isn't us where we don't get to play Vanderbilt. You know, we don't get to play Mississippi State. We don't get to play right. these teams. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. We're whenever we've played, it's typically been. Uh, they're they're better teams so what else you got anything else pierce yeah one more quick one before we catch a break drew from flower mound talks about how baseball probably get a recruiting advantage now moving to the sec you guys think that is probably true and also do you think any sports will be getting a disadvantage in recruiting from moving to the sec no no i don't i think um i think baseball I'm a, I'm a firm believer that uh, high tide lifts all boats, and I think that's going to be the same thing with Oklahoma going to the SEC. And it's, it's not that baseball in the Big 12 is bad. I just think that it is, it's more prevalent. Um, you're going to be hosting more big-name, big big-following big baseball teams there's going to be there's a lot of interest across the country from top play, uh, baseball players to play in the SEC. You're going to be a part of that, right? You're going to be one of the teams there. Now, you're going to have to get better. You're going to have to hold your own, and and be able to you know climb the ladder a little bit in order to chip away at some of that. But I do think it's going to help. And I go, I think, like clearly, Patty Gasso does not need help in recruiting, but. I, going to the SEC, I think, is going to be great for softball, for for competition. Um, track and field is huge in the SEC. I think it's going to help, which we've gotten way better in track in recent years. I think moving to the SEC is going to help track quite a bit. Um, even gymnastics. Like, I don't even – like the, the conference stuff in gymnastics is kind of weird, but it's a good – gymnastics conference there's some really good gymnastics schools in the sec so yeah i i think really i don't know of any sport that i think where it's not going to be beneficial i think i think it will benefit basketball i'm just not sure how much i think that would probably be the one on the list where i would say it may may benefit it the least simply because the big 12 is so strong in basketball and it was really i mean when you look at almost every team from the conference made the tournament or at least was close to the bubble i mean that's impressive stuff but maybe that's a maybe that's a good thing to try and get some of these I, young guys you know up yeah. so so the sec is going to benefit every program just maybe in different ways but we got to get one more break uh um this hour so uh teddy uh we'll catch you on the next side and pierce will get some text going Rush is back. Final segment, hour number two, hanging out Jimmy Austin. We got the Corn Ferry Tour coming up next week. Giveaway coming up uh, after uh, we flip over into the 5 o'clock hour. Going to be giving away four passes to hospitality, sweet food, and beverage included. Uh, you'll have your pick. Today's winner has their pick of uh, either Thursday or Saturday. So uh, going to be going to be interesting. Uh, we got the... The uh, schedule reveal coming up, 6 o'clock. We will be broadcasting that show that we're doing at Rudy's live on the ref. So that's going to be cool. Driving home, whatever, cruising around, uh, leave it on the ref. You'll be able to uh, listen as the the whole thing gets unveiled uh, in real time. Now, I don't know. 
we've been told that they're going to do the rivalry games first, and then um, I don't know. Did they say they're going to do it alphabetical, or is that just the assumption? I think that's just kind of the assumption that they're going to do it in alphabetical order. So um, there may be a pretty good chance we know our entire schedule before they ever even get to Oklahoma. So we'll be jotting down the notes and and keeping up with that as it as it rolls on. But we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, I think uh, I think it is alphabetical. I'm pretty sure I had had it confirmed earlier around like one o'clock. I think that report came out, but. Uh, that would put us at 11th, I believe. Oklahoma would be at 11th in that order if we went alpha. Won't be a lot of mystery at that point. No, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, if you're, uh, you know, if you're Texas or something like that, you got to be sitting back like, well, well, this is kind of this is kind of annoying. <laughs> but, well, by the time that rolls around, uh, Chip Brown will have already leaked their whole schedule, I'm sure. Right, and A&M will just be continuously annoyed by them. But uh, speaking of golf, I do want to uh, throw this out there. The OU Club of Tulsa is having their scholarship golf tournament in Tulsa Monday, June 26th, 8 a.m. at Meadowbrook Country Club. I will be playing on it on Team KREF, and uh, I'm going to be having three members of the KREF Army play with me. So all you have to do to enter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Friday. We're going to pick in the last hour on Friday. All you have to do to enter is tweet a picture of you on a golf course with tagged me and KREF. So at KREF Sports and at Travis Skoll, S-K-O-L, Skoll. And tweet a picture of you on a golf course. Uh, lunch is included. You got beverages, longest drive contest, closest to the pin, all that good stuff. If you aren't on Team KREF and you still want to get involved, go to OU Club of Tulsa. OUClubOfTulsa.com. So uh, send those tweets and uh, can't wait to see who I'm going to be playing golf with. Are you are you doing it this way so you can pick what looks like good golfers based off of pictures on the course? Or are you doing it so you can pick what looks like bad golfers to where you, you're going to shine in your group and, and your game is going to look elevated? Uh, this will be a completely random drawing. Okay. Now, uh, you know, it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a live drawing like transparent or anything like that. But you're just gonna have to trust me that this is a blind drawing. Um, you know, if if they're in a cart and I see some beverages in there, you know, that might that might say that they're you know my fun golfer. If I if I see certain things like a guy's got a towel that he wipes off his grips in between or something like that, okay, this guy's probably taking it pretty seriously. So, and you know, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the announcement. And the winners are Stephanie, Sarah, and Amy. <laughs> I will say, no, oh, in a scramble format, girls. in a scramble format, if you can get, you know, somebody to hit from the ladies' tees, you can be at a pretty extreme advantage if you if you get somebody that you know can can really swing the club. So, you know what? I'm sure that's where you're, where you were going with that. Uh, so yeah, I do appreciate that tactical uh, approach. I, I do think that's a good idea. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be uh, it'll be a fun time. So Either again, do you guys have any interest in the U.S. Open tomorrow? Um, no. The sporting event that I have interest in tomorrow is the Oklahoma City Spark is uh, having their season opener. So I'll go see uh, Miss Jocelyn really? Allo play a little softball. I'm not a huge okay. golf guy either. I'll watch a little bit just because I know the course is a. Uh is in pretty rough conditions. I've seen that pretty much all over social media. So it'll be kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, golfers, pro golfers playing in rough 
that you can barely even find your ball in. So I think did you that guys kind of see that? Um, did you guys see that video of the? Oh, I think it's the fourteenth hole that kind of backs up to the the old Playboy Mansion, and there's like a zoo there with a bunch of like monkeys and peacocks, and it's all. It sounds like sounds like you're in a jungle, and it's like all these noise-making animals when you're trying to play the 14th Teddy, hole. it sounds like you're setting up a bad joke right now. Yeah, yeah I know. It doesn't seem real. Yeah, I, uh, I know. No, I did, not, I did not know that, but it does remind me of when, uh, when they were piping in fake bird noises over the broadcast, and somebody was watching at home and called in to report that that specific bird was not native to that area, uh, so the network got in all kinds of trouble. Amazing. That's great. Hey, yeah, they're quick, just playing like a this. bird loop uh, in the background. That's funny. They're like, wait a minute. That isn't the blue-footed, <laughs> blue-bellied robin. That's ridiculous. That's not even native to the area. I have to call somebody. Real quick before we hit this break, I got a question from the 405 that I'd like the text line hit us back for. Should OU claim more national titles since they're going to the SEC? <laughs> they only claim seven. Everyone else claims more. So hit us back on the text line for your answer with that. Uh, that's funny. I know there's a couple of years that they have a claim. Well, they, they could have had a claim to it. I'm not exactly sure what all they were. I think like in 73, we were undefeated. Um, I think we're like 10, Oh, and one or something that year. And tied USC didn't have a, have a share of that one. There's probably a couple of years uh, that we could uh, start to claim a few more. We That's probably something that we need to think about for sure. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour here from Jimmy Austin is next.